You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, campers. Welcome back from camp. I know it's been a couple weeks, but I already want to go back. I gotta say, the older I get and the more times I do this festival, 21 of them now, or 21 and a half if you count the 2020 virtual festival, the the more I do this, the more I lose that pre-camp excitement and anticipation, which I know may sound like a drag, but it's part of getting older. And I have to say, it worked out very well for me this year. If you go in with no expectations, you are suddenly thrust into this world that I still very much love. I had the best camp. Let me just start by bragging a little bit about the counselors. This program was started almost 10 years ago by Holly Brinkman, who had this idea that summer camp could reward the biggest fan of the fest with the ultimate fan experience. Many of you know my friend Nick Stock won that year. That makes him the real OG counselor. Due to their passion of these people, this program has grown into multiple counselors that turned into a rogue media team, but from the perspective of the fans. And the counselor program continues to grow every year as some move on and others join. But right now, the program really has a great bunch who are cranking out content, sometimes too much. And if you're wondering if we get paid, we do not. But the free ticket and access at the fest is nothing to scoff at either. So, to all my friends, Nick, Kevin, Ian, Robert, Ashley, Sasha, Kayla, Nikki, Elise, Sydney, and now Andrew, Bryce, and Kat, and there are more, of course, but that's your team for 2022, I want to extend my love and admiration for all of these people. It's a good family we have, and I'm super proud to be a part of it. I see counselors getting recognition on site and really being embraced by the community as well. It's really nice to see as these people really work so hard. And in fact, on a personal note, when I got on my car to head into the fest on Thursday, my new friend Boots yelled, hey, you're the guy. To which I replied, I'm a guy. But it turns out Boots was a listener to the podcast. And for that, I'm grateful. So hi, Boots. It was great cramping next to you and having a couple very cool talks when we were in between the music madness. Thanks to all the other great people I camped with. Nick and Amy and Sasha and Rachel, Nikki and James, and I apologize for the many others that I'm leaving out. I really felt at home at the campsite this year. This particular year, my plus one got the old COVID, so I was once again solo, but very much not alone. But on to the music. This episode will be a recap of one man's camp. That man, of course, being me. I'm going to go chronologically through the weekend and bring you some clips from some of my highlights from the festival. They aren't stellar recordings, but if you miss some things, you'll get to hear a little bit of what I heard. You know, while you were all off at Umphreys McGee. I kid. I always catch Umphreys, and we'll hear from them. Now, the counselors always arrive on Wednesday night, which we did this year. Props to all of you who were in line Wednesday night and weathered the storms. I actually ended up leaving and hitting a Peoria hotel as to start camp from a dry place. Now, Thursday we had some rain early, and I feel bad for any band that got canceled during that day because I know some of those were the the on-the-road winners and we're really counting on that exposure. But 
By the time Keller Williams went on stage, the weather had cleared. Thursday night, Umphreys and Doom Flamingo took over the barn. It was great to see Jake back in the mix after he took a short uh, break pre-camp. Here's a clip from that rager. all weekend. We'll hear more from that stage later. And Thursday night was all about Sun Stereo for me. I saw so many people online after the fest calling this band out as their favorite new band. Sun Stereo is kind of the brainchild of Kelly McMorris, who's been on this podcast, and had been on hiatus since the beginning of the pandemic. But at a, as always, they delivered a stellar performance twice on the campfire stage. This show really got me pumped. I remember coming back to the campfire, back to the campsite after that, and just saying, God damn, I love Kelly's song so much. So here's a little bit of that.
Friday, Mo took the stage for their first set. We'll hear more from them later, but I loved what they did with the lineup given the absence of Chuck. Now, if you're a Mo fan and you're wondering how he's doing, I'd like to direct you to the new podcast put out by the guys from Mo. It's called Pod Crash. And all the guys are on there, including Chuck, whom I noticed they often called Charlie. Uh, but you can hear Chuck's progress from episode one to episode two. Uh, on a personal note, it sounds like Chuck had a very similar thing to what happened to my mom about a year and a half ago. A brain bleed is a curious thing. I can tell you that my mom made a full recovery, but it did require some therapy. And currently, Chuck is working on relearning to speak at a normal pace, and I, and I found it super interesting to hear on the podcast. So check that out. And of course, all the guys are hilarious, as expected. On a related note, you may have seen me running around all weekend at summer camp with a Chuck side sign making a video for him. But, uh, it, it, you know, getting on to the, the Mo lineup, I'm also a huge Assembly of Dust fan, and it was really good to see Nate Wilson on the keys. Also, Suke Cirillo filled in on Chuck's guitar parts very well. We'll hear some Mo a bit later. Now, I have to say, one of my favorite sets of the weekend was the Doom Flamingo Queen set. Those songs were perfect for Kanika's voice. Definitely a highlight of my Friday and the entire weekend. I'm not back again this time tomorrow Carry on 
that I really enjoyed on Friday was in the VIP tent. And just as an aside, a couple days before camp, I caught Janice Wallen from Family Groove Company in the musical Rock of Ages in Aurora, Illinois. I want to send a thanks to her for the discounted tickets, but my family and I thoroughly enjoyed that. That show's ended, so if you missed that, too bad, but it was a great show. I digress. What was also a great show was the Family Groove Company show in the VIP tent with special guest Al Schneer from Mo.
Now, soon after Mo opened the moonshine, Joe Russo's Almost Dead tore the roof off the stage. Here's a little bit of J-Rad. so many bands I saw that I loved, but I can't bring you everything here as we don't have four days to hear it all. And it's nice to put the phone away during the fest. So we're moving on to Saturday. Saturday for me was kind of a salmon day. Here's a bit, a little bit of leftover salmon from one of their sets at the Moonshine stage. Saturday, it was Vince Herman's 60th birthday, and not only did they play on the Moonshine stage and the VIP lounge, but Andy Thorne and Vince Herman joined a cast of others, including Jack Clunan, in the church later in the evening for a jam session. Talk about a perk of being a counselor. Now, the church is mostly used for media and is always packed with photographers feverishly trying to get some stuff up for the media team's socials. A big shout out to Tara, Brett, Keith, Carly, and, and all of the rest of them. It's a joy to run into them at all of the stages throughout the weekend. They're just so fucking stellar at what they do. Uh, Brett was telling me how they closed the photo pit for pumpkins, so you may have seen him up on a cherry picker by the soundboard uh, getting some great overhead shots. Uh, but, but back to that church set. So there were about 10 other people at this, so consider this a podcast exclusive. Here's Vince Herman and Andy Thorne and a cast of others in the church.
and end on job. Nobody do anything after job. One, two, three, four, and one. Saturday really was a blast all around. I was a little disappointed as I was really looking forward to the Corey Wong set. But alas, COVID got the best of him. And honestly, I'm shocked that from 150 bands that they seem to be the only one. But here's how I ended the night. With a little bit of pigeons playing ping pong in the barn late night. moving on to Sunday. Sunday started strong with a VIP set from the Yonder Mountain String Band. And if I, may, if I may add that I wish every day started with a VIP set from Yonder. And their newest member, Nick. That guy is dreamy, eh? It's fun to see them shake things up with a new band member. And man, they're just all around such great musicians and people. Here's a little bit of that set.
after the yonder set, I took my chilled cases of beer that I get for my Rockstar Pass and did my annual chilled beer surprise at the Moonshine. So I, I don't like beer at all. The, the last one I had was in 2005 because I lost a bet. But I get beer with my ticket, and I usually w wait for a time in the afternoon when the weather is hot, and I go to the moonshine stage and hand out beers. People are so happy and sometimes a little confused, but it really brings me joy. I think I did that for the infamous String Dusters set. Now it was off to the annual Red Barn Make a Difference Everyone Orchestra show. This year on stage, Matt Butler assembled Mike Dillon, Joel Cummins, Chris Myers, Mike Ganser, Evan McFadden, Little Stranger, Allison Hanna, Josh Schwartz, Greg Sanderson, and Chris Browers. Freaking awesome, as always. I'll never miss this set. It really solidifies what I love about improvisational music into a single set. Here's some of that. I had to hit the illumination stage after that to see my friends in the low down brass band. Here's a little bit of that. Never bother with the police, that's a hurt of if you're looking for the truth, they look no further, got that genesis, what? 
for change that bizarre, but you seem so surprised it was just around the corner that classic. Gotta be convincing with choosing the ingredients. I tell you what's the difference that crap This is when the recipe is way more than no game like a referee. Cook it up, put it all on the burning up. Burn it down and never make it never turn it in when it get rain. When it get So we scream at the grass, looking greener with that said There's something I like to say, so excuse me, right this way If you're looking for somebody, can't be a party Hold up, hold up, hold up, boy If you're looking for somebody, can't be a After Lowdown, I was able to join my people, and by my people, I mean old people, over but the moonshine stage for the legendary band Little Feet. You know, it wasn't until recently that I even realized that Feet is actually spelled F-E-A-T. Their set did not disappoint. At one point, they had Andy Frasco sit in. It was really a great classic jam band set in the true spirit of perhaps what camp used to be. Here's Little Feet. talk about it, the pumpkins were an odd choice, but I really don't think it was that far off from so many other previous headliners that were the biggest bands in the world in the 90s. I thought the pumpkins sounded great. From anywhere in front of the soundboard, of course. Not sure what happened there. But I really appreciated the pumpkins playing some of their hits. Billy Corrigan is an interesting character. From looking and dressing like Voldemort, to bringing what I assume was his daughter on stage, to referring to himself as a sad vampire. When he performs, he, he has this character and signature sound, but then when he would talk in between songs, it just sounded like your average dude. Here's some of the pumpkins. Change. We will never be the same. But 
no summer camp would be complete without the festival's founding band, Mo. I'm always at the final Mo set, and that's often the end of camp for me. Here's Mo raging with lasers closing out the fest. I know I said just before this that Mo closed out the fest, and that's what I thought was going to happen. But I really wanted to hit that Frasco set at 2 a.m. on the campfire stage. So I had a little time to kill, and I went to check out Frick Frack Blackjack. Now, if you haven't wandered into this over by the Illumination stage, I recommend checking it out next year. It's kind of a cross between an old-timey circus and a casino. Only the bets are mostly on junk. And of course, one man's junk can be another man's treasure. However, when I wandered in Sunday night, I saw a man who had just lost a bet to one of the performers whose name was Juicy. It seems the bet was that if this guy lost, he would have to get Juicy tattooed on his ass. And that's exactly what I witnessed. Everybody in the casino know. Everybody in the casino know. Ready? One, two, three. Asset. You think you're having the best time possible, but you're literally just gambling your things away. And there's literally forever happening right now. That's right, forever. 
Have you ever witnessed forever? So I watched this tattoo go down and went off to grab some very tasty coconut shrimp tacos, if I might say so myself. And by the time I got back, I saw that not only was the juicy tat complete on his right ass cheek, but he had gone double or nothing and now had to have his left ass cheek tattooed with juicy. That's just going to be a delightful story for him to tell for the rest of his life. Girlfriends or boyfriends, potential kids someday, proctologists. Good times at camp. So after that, I stayed up until 2, and I was primed and ready to expend my last bit of energy at the campfire with Mr. Frasco. People, if you were there, you know. This was the way to end it. Holy shit, Mr. Frasco, I salute you. There was a strip tease for a couple that was getting married immediately following the set. Congrats to that couple, by the way. There were sit-ins aplenty, low-down brass, sack squatch, I think Luke from La Special. Andy is a loud personality for sure, but he leaves everything on the stage. He's assembled a great group of super talented musicians. I'll go see his guitarist in any band, by the way. And Andy writes great songs with, with really good hooks. I was absolutely on board with everything that happened in this set, and dare I say, it might have been my favorite set. If only I could have felt my legs by that point in the fest. Here's the man closing out the festival. Oh! 
So after that, I had no trouble sleeping. I actually woke up feeling great and of course left no trace at the campsite. Congrats to the winner of the Leave No Trace contest, an idea by camp counselor Ashley that worked out for a couple young women who have already won tickets to camp 2023. So that's it for my 2022 recap. Thanks to everyone who makes this festival home every year. I'm going to leave you with a little bit more of that uh, leftover salmon in the church set. But first, let me just say I have one more episode coming up. I've often told the other camp counselors that they are welcome to send me interviews for the podcast. And camp counselor Elise came through with a good one. So, as a bonus for the old 2022 recap, the next episode will feature Elise as a guest host. And her guest will be Luke from The Special. It's a good one, so tune tune in for that. I would have done the interview, but the guy stole my marbs and called me numbnuts. I kid. I will say their Primus set at camp was really solid, and he's a hell of a musician. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. But for now, here's some more wholesome music from Vince Herman, Andy Thorne, and friends. Take her easy, y'all. Back in a couple weeks. Bye.